You are listening to the Young Black Travelers Podcast. Black voices chatting on experiential travel, dedicated to creating a global community of travelers. Be bold, be inspired, be spontaneous. We are YBT. Welcome to the Young Black Travelers Podcast. My name is Stella. And today we have Joseph Glean, Carnival Costume Designer. And we are here to hear all about his creations, um, his journey, and his future goals and aspirations in Carnival Costume Design. Welcome, Joseph. How are you doing? Thank you. Um, I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great. I can't, I can't complain. Perfect. Yeah. So tell us about your business. Tell us what Carnival Costume Designing is all about for you. Um, so I, I actually I didn't. I started off designing costumes for uh, the Children's Parade in Toronto. And um, and then I went into like custom pieces for various carnivals like Trinidad, um, Jamaica, um and just a few other carnivals and even events like carnival style events and i just kind of branched off from there um i i i would work at a mass camp which is where the costumes are produced and i've done that for years prior to me actually designing on my own and that's where i you know learned the experience to build costumes make costumes and just like the overall experience of the carnival design and section leader and band experience. Okay, that's awesome. Is there a particular mass camp that you actually want to shout out um, that you started off with um, in the past? Uh, yes, uh, a band in Toronto, um, Carnival Nations. That's where I started designing and I've been designing for them for years. Um, recently, 2019, um, I branched off to a band at St. Vincent as well called Mirage Productions. And then the pandemic happened. But um, oh, no. I've, I designed for Carmelations for a few years. And um, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Um, and when did you start? What year did you start? Ooh, what year? Uh, 2013. I decided my first design on my own. Oh, wow. It's been a pretty long time. That is yeah. great. So this is something that you're sticking to, and I'm sure this is something that you have a passion for? Absolutely. It, absolutely. Okay. It's something that I really want to continue to grow in and learn more and you know teach people who are interested in getting into the industry and yeah, just kind of be here and kind of create like a name for myself or continue to create a name for myself, I should say. Okay, that sounds good. 
Um, so tell me a little bit more about your recent trip to Miami Carnival. Um, I know a few people that ha that went personally and I heard great things about it. Actually, I couldn't believe that Miami had a, a carnival, um, but it was great to see people in high spirits, um, enjoying the culture and looking fabulous in their costumes. So tell me a little bit more about your experience. Did you yeah. like what you saw on the road? Did anything I excite you? <laughs> did uh, honestly, I had I was a bit hesitant um, going to Miami okay. just based on how their numbers were. Um, a few, I would say, a month or so prior to Carnival, but I'm like, you know what? Let me just go enjoy myself and take the necessary precautions to be safe. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm glad I went. I think because a lot of people missed carnival in 2020 and then also this is the only carnival for this year i think majority of the people their mentality was i'm going to go and have as much fun as i can and I, I just feel like everyone was there just to have such a good time enjoy the time being there and you know see people you haven't seen in a while like you know a while pre-pandemic as like most people who do carnivals tend to do a few. So you would kind of see the same face, similar faces at like various carnivals. So it was very, it was, it was a really fun experience. I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad I decided to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually glad that you decided to go too. So I can live vicariously through you because I really wanted to, hop on a flight and go right to Miami. But unfortunately I had prior obligations, so I couldn't make it. Um, but like I said, I heard great things and I'm glad that you went and you had the experience that you had. Um, was there a particular costume that stood out um, while you were on the road pumping and liming with your carnival mates? Mm, there were a few. Um, Cause like, I mean, obviously with, like the whole registration period, like when you're signing up for a costume, you just see it online, especially now because most places they're just offering online again, hence pandemic. Um, just seeing a lot of the costumes in person um, definitely makes you appreciate the work and everything that goes into the design and just like the production and the whole carnival experience. Um, the band I played with was Ramage. They had a few sections really looked outstanding in person um, and there were a few other bands that had sections that were like okay this is really nice I remember seeing the photos but in person it definitely um, stands out more okay I do like the Ramage band they usually have amazing like to dive for costumes um, I just love everything that they come out with every year um, yeah. so so I, I I'm very familiar with them that's good. Um, now, you said that you played, right? So now I'm guessing that you play masks for the bands that you design for, or is it just masks separately? Or how does that work? Are you designing and playing at the same time? What, what's your flavor? Uh, so in Miami, I didn't design for a band. I designed for myself. Okay. Um, how? What I did was... Um, I registered in a section and then something had happened. So I transferred to a different section. 
and I realized that there was, it, well, the band leader of Ramage informed me that it was just like a t-shirt and shorts for that specific option. So I said, okay, cool. Um, I design costumes. I could design my own. So this kind of gave me the opportunity to express my creativity since Carnival hasn't, um, you know, took a, took place in over a year. So I messaged the designer for the section that I joined, just letting her know, like, not even letting her know, I kind of asked her, is it okay if I design my own costume to match your section? I was able to source the materials and stuff to match your original design. She gave me the go ahead. And then, so that's when I designed my own costume. Um, but okay. I, with that being said, I do design for bands as well um, in Toronto and St. Vincent, hoping to expand um, more. Um, but okay. I, I also play and design. I would say uh, designing, yes, it has, like, it's, it's a good experience. It's a fun experience. Um, the day of the parade, I would say, is the best feeling, seeing everyone in your design and like enjoying themselves and just seeing your design come to life. But then also if you're just, if I'm just playing mass as a masquerader, that is just like, a, like I'm here to have as much fun <laughs> with my friends. So it, I can't pick and choose which one I would prefer. Okay. Um, as they are both like equally enjoyable. Got it. I got it. I understand. Um, I went to Trinidad Carnival back in 2014, I believe. Um, and unfortunately, I did not get the chance to play mass. Um, but I was on the road. I went to every single fet, every single party. I, you know, had comp tickets for almost all the parties. I was nice. up in the morning. Yes, I was up at six o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at five o'clock in the morning. I mean, it yep. did not stop. Just, you know, just <laughs> not, just not. But I mean, back to back to back. And I had, I always tell people my experience in Trinidad, like, probably is one, if not the best experiences I've ever had when it comes to just letting go and having a great time, not I like not that. worrying about anything and just letting the music take control, letting the energy, yeah. the people, the costumes, and just being in all of the, in all of the culture, you know? So I, um, I haven't had the experience to play, but I'm really hoping that Trinidad Carnival comes back next year um, and I'll, I'll use that and take advantage of um, playing. And hopefully you'll be designing my costume um, and we can yeah, talk hopefully. about that offline because I want all types of cuts and, and rhinestones and everything. Okay. I even, I want a mask too. You know, we have to stay safe. I, I want you. a matching mask. All of that good you. stuff. Yeah. Um, so before we, we get into another um, segment of this conversation, I do want to ask you what is your most memorable costume design and which carnival you wore it in um so i would say my memorable most costume design that i wore uh, someone else design because i think i've only designed my miami costume like entirely for myself usually i'm i wear um i have, I have a friend in toronto named janine she usually has a a section that I play in Toronto connected to Carnival Nations. And in St. Vincent, I usually play with Mirage. That's also the other band I designed for. 
Um, but I would say my most memorable, memorable design or costume that I had played would be Empower in Toronto, 2018. Okay. I would say 2018, it was. It was like a dusty pink and rose gold costume. Yeah. Okay, very nice color combination. Yeah. For myself, right. I would say the costume that I designed for my for like I designed as a designer for a band would be um, I would say my the section I did Calypso. Uh, it was a okay. key section in 2019. I think that was most my most proudest design, proudest Aww. moment as a designer. back everybody now we are going to get into the bread and butter of my conversation with joseph i'm having such a good time um so joseph you spoke a lot about you know your experience with designing kitty carnival um you know carnival in saint vincent carnival in um in miami um your own personal costumes costumes for other bands and different sections and other bands i want to ask you where does this passion come from where why why costume design for carnival uh i think it has a um it's, it's probably a mixture between culture and just the love of design and yeah the two of them merging together because i i like I, I enjoy art i enjoy design and that's like art on all aspects where it's like visual um, dance, etc., and then you know the culture. As I am West Indian background, um, carnival is like a big thing from where my parents are from. Um, so, from like my, the first time I played mass, I was five, and okay. I play mass every year since. So I think that's also. Oh my god! That also plays <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is amazing! Oh no, I have to come to Toronto and play with you one day. I just yes. have to. <laughs> yes. That's Please great. Do. The next <laughs> Toronto Carnival, you guys have to come. It's not going to be like a Miami Carnival because um, you, we, we can't serve drinks like alcoholic drinks on the road. However, it's still okay. a fun experience. I would say. Yes. But yeah, I just really enjoy design and like carnival is like my main focus. And like I mentioned before, it's it's kind of the feeling of seeing people in your design live, enjoying themselves and hearing the positive feedback of like, oh, you know, I had a really good time. The costume held up. The customer service was really well, etc. And that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, this is something I really enjoy even though like it does get stressful we have like the crunch time where you have like a week left to finish production and you feel like you have so much work to do and it's like okay i need to finish these costumes and you just have you have your team um right. volunteers that help make the costume uh, mine is like my friends and a few of my cousins and yeah it's just the, the love of it and the passion is what keeps me going Right. And I'm sure it must be very rewarding to actually see your costumes on people. How do you oh, feel 100%. about that? Yeah. A hundred percent. Even like, I, like for, I have philosophy for myself. I've definitely had times where I'm like, oh my God, this is so stressful. I, I, I think this might be my last year. 
Oh and no! Then the day of the parade, <laughs> seeing everyone in your design and like, oh, it's just like, uh, uh, just like the feeling is like, oh, okay, this is definitely not my last year. And absolutely the following not. year or the next carnival, I'm designing again. Right, right. Listen, YBT is here to support you, so keep it going. Keep it going. Thank you. Um, you are welcome. Now, what about Carnival makes it an event to build a livelihood off of? I mean, I know I am I'm Nigerian, um, first generation Nigerian, but I always tell people I'm like five percent Caribbean because, you know, I grew up in New York. I have a lot of Caribbean friends, um, a lot of Caribbean culture influence. Um, so I, you know, I really identify with the Caribbean culture. Um, and even though I'm personally not Caribbean, um, I believe Carnival is a livelihood for me. You know, I'm actually right. getting ready to go to Juvet this um, Saturday. There's a paint fet coming to Houston and I will be in an attendance. I am oh, going. Nice. I'm getting my T-shirt. I am getting my <laughs> bottle. It's, my, it's been so long since, you know, I've yeah. experienced that that level of like excitement and just, um, you know, culture especially because it doesn't happen all of the time in Houston, unlike New York. Um, and then, of course, with the with COVID and um, all of the restrictions, it definitely put a, a damper on those kind of um, events. But I will be there. So, you know, that's just an example of how um, the Caribbean culture and the carnival culture um, is embedded in my life. So why do you think that carnival is an event that everybody, you know, lives off of? Um, I would say mainly because, like, like you said, like you said, the excitement and just like the experience, because you see faces you are familiar with, faces you are not familiar with, and you're just there to have fun. And I feel like everyone is there to have as much fun as possible. And it's usually a really enjoyable experience and because there's different carnivals globally um and like different islands have their own versions of carnivals which is also what helps carnival i guess exceed and continue to grow because you have like the various islands different soca from um the various islands, different costume designers, different costumes. So it's always, um, I would say it's always moving, moving forward. It's not necessarily like the same costume or similar costume styles or the same event at each different carnival. Like Trinidad will have their juve and like their juve fets and then yep. their, their carnival parade and like their fets. And St. Vincent, for example, will have their specific parties, their carnival road experiences completely different from Trinidad. And Absolutely. like, you know, islands like St. Lucia, Jamaica, like everywhere, like Jamaica plays reggae on the road along with Soka, for example. But which makes sense because it's Jamaica carnival. Right. Whereas St. Vincent, they specifically try to focus on 
Soka music from St. Vincent. Trinidad, I believe, about around the same. Barbados, I think, around the same. Like, it's, yes, they try to play Soka music from their specific island. And then when you ha- now when you have, like, Miami, New York, Toronto, like, North American carnivals, that's where they kind of mash up all of the Soka from all the islands because these specific places are multicultural, right? Right. So you have people from... Mm, different islands even like with afrobeats i know you mentioned um you being nigerian and like afrobeats and soca are very similar and now they're doing a lot of like soca afrobeat remixes yeah so they would also include that like on carnival carnival day carnival fets so i think because of how it's just like kind of intertwining and meshing into each other, but still being different is what kind of keeps Carnival going. Yeah, I think I think that was told lovely. Um, and yeah, you know, even the Afro Nation event, I'm not quite sure if you've heard about it, um, but that, that goes around as well in, in different countries and in different states in America. And soca artists are now performing at Afro Nation events. So we're definitely mashing up all together, which is amazing um, to see over time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, considering we are still in a pandemic, you know, COVID is still a thing. Um, how do you think carnivals are taking safety measures seriously? Um, do you think that uh, carnival is ever going to be the same um, pre the pandemic? Um, and what are some things that you think that we can um, embed in carnival, um, we as a society, or just um, those who put together the actual um, carnival and um, associated parties can start doing to make carnival safe for everybody that's participating in it? Yeah, I would say, um, well, I would speak on Miami because it's the only carnival that happened after the pandemic. Well, during a pandemic, I should say. Um, they, you know, they said everyone required a mask to play mass. Um, they gave out hand sanitizers at the gate. And I think almost all bands, you know, a mask came with their costume. And, but I mean, whether people chose to war- wear it or not was a different story. Um, so that you can see, and you have to provide a negative test to get into like the parade. Okay. So they definitely did try to take the precaution in terms of um, trying to keep the masqueraders safe. Okay. Do I feel like Carnival will be the same pre-pandemic? Yes. Anytime soon? No. (laughs) Um, It's definitely going to take a while to get back to where we were pre-pandemic. With that being said, I do think that like bands and just like carnival committees in general should kind of do something similar okay. to like what Miami did either show your, um, your test results, however many hours prior to the event, hand sanitizer on deck, mask available for mask graders, whether they choose to wear it or not up to them, I guess. But um, yeah, I think at this point that's what can be done to help carnivals continue and still take the necessary precautions um, to kind of protect the masqueraders. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, the paint set that I mentioned I was going to um, this Saturday, um, all guests have to show um, a negative COVID test to participate yeah. in the FET. So um, I definitely think if committees continue, organizations continue to take those pre, pre um, um, those precautious measures, then we would be able to, you know, continue in, in, in FET and, you know, party and lime and yeah. pump and, you know, just really enjoy um, the, the culture. So I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that will make um, people more comfortable, like knowing that, you know, people have to provide a test to, so at least you know where, okay, when they got tested and their results are negative, you know, <laughs> hopefully everything's good. But right. um, yeah, I think, because that made me feel a bit better about Miami. Okay. When they um, announced that, you know, you had to be tested 72 hours before and um, you had to wear a mask, which... I mean, at this point, I knew I was wearing my mask. I was going to be wearing my mask, regardless, whether you have to or not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, safety first. Yeah. <laughs> but, Absolutely. I mean, it, it, definitely, it definitely helped. Like, I feel like a lot of people mentally, because Carnival is just like a freeing experience. And you can forget about everything and just enjoy yourself for the day. And, yeah, like, it definitely helped. I came home, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I was still on the high from Carnival because I'm like, it's mm -hmm. been so long and I had so much fun with people that I see at carnivals all the time or I see maybe once a year or twice a year and this was like the time for everyone to kind of get together to have fun. I didn't hear of any like issues in terms of violence or anything. But I feel like well, everyone was just great. there to have as much fun as, as they could. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's awesome. Now you do um, carnival costume design. So I'm sure that you know how expensive it can cost for masqueraders, you know, people that want to be yeah. involved in play and, um, you know, really show off their beautiful costumes. So what are some advice that you can give uh, masqueraders on how to budget for a costume? Uh, so you have um, majority of the condos, we have like a back line, which is the basic costume for women. You have a male costume. You have sometimes a male frontline option where it's like a headpiece, like with feathers, or like a back piece with feathers. And then you have a midline option, which is an upgrade from the back line with feathers, but not as big as the frontline option, which is like an, a more elaborate costume where like you usually would have more embellishments on the body pieces and feathers. Um, so frontline obviously would be more expensive, of course, as it's bigger, has more. And some bands, they give you more pork perks. Like you would have a goodie bag with like um, a few treats in there. Some bands would have, okay, well, this frontline option, you know, you get champagne on, on during the parade. Uh -huh. um, and then so backline you know if you are on a budget or you're just it's your first carnival and you kind of just want to see how it is i would suggest backline if you know you want a little okay. bit something extra midline and if you know you want to go the whole st showstopper you do frontline. <laughs> frontline. <laughs> but yes, frontline absolutely. Just, it's gonna cost you yes absolutely 
Um, and you know, I would I would say it's worth it. I mean, the level of detail that the designers put in their costumes is just is quite amazing. And you know, if anything, most of it is done by hand. Is that right, Joseph? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and if someone is wearing a backline costume, can they still um, can they still uh, I guess fat or not fat, I'm sorry, go down the road with people in the front. Cause I think that's yes. the, yes. Okay. I think that's the misconception people may have is that, okay, I'm in the back and I can't really be with my friends in the front. Yeah. Um, for most carnivals, it's usually the front line is just separated from the back line for the stage. Um, front lines would go on first and then separately the back lines would be, um, led on to stage after frontline kind of has their moment on stage but for the actual parade route yeah it's kind of just like everyone's doing their own thing it's not until like you're approaching the stage they announce like okay getting your sections frontline and then backline and then different sections so yeah a lot of people especially um new newbies they might think okay if my friends are doing frontline i will be you know not with my friends i'll be separated from my friends which isn't the case you right. won't be separated from your friends for the entire parade. It's just for the stage part. Um, and then after, just like everyone just meshes in. Even something before, like Miami, the stage is at the end. So everyone's just all together until leading up to the stage. And they just kind of call it your section and say front line, back line. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. If there is one thing that you could change about Carnival, what would it be? I would say, especially as of recent, there's been a lot of, or yeah, there's been a lot of production issues um, with delivering what the original prototype that was displayed either at the band launch or online um, to when, when, the, when the customer goes to pick it up. Okay. And it could, it, it, could it, it varies from... If the designer didn't produce it, they were contracted by someone to design the costume and the person who is leading the section is in charge of production, whether they're going to outsource it or they're going to do it themselves. And it could also just be like the designer is going to do their own production. So I would say, and I feel, I feel like a lot of people in the carnival industry who are deaf, like carnival heads, carnival chasers would agree with like kind of announcing or just making it known of who is doing production or if the designer is doing the production or not. Okay. Cause then you kind of, you know, like, okay, if the designer is doing the production and they designed it, most likely the costume that I see is what I'm going to receive. Right. If, if the person leading the section is doing the production and they have experience doing production, then, you know, that's, I feel like that's a trusted route to take like okay they definitely have experience they've produced caution before it looked the same you could trust them but if it's like a new section leader and they're getting their caution designed by someone else some people may be hesitant because you don't know their experience in caution production and i feel like now like in this day and age like a, speaking of miami carnival where there were a few situations where people complaining about not receiving what they paid for Oh, wow. That could be a situation where it will help, you know, like just right. kind of letting people know who is producing the costume beforehand. Agreed. Agreed. Because we don't want any angry folks 
um, yeah. that are expecting, you know, a, a level of cost, a quality of their costume, and that's not what they're receiving. Um, that's not good. That's definitely going to um, deter them from, you know, participating in the parade again. And, you know, Absolutely. Con- yeah, yeah. And, and that's not the point. The point is for people to have, you know, a great experience in and out of carnival outside of the parade, you know, before they get their costume and during the parade. Um, and then, of course, after the parade, when the music is still gingering in your body, you know, so exactly, yeah, exactly. We, we, want, we definitely want people to have a full experience. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, those are yeah, really, really good points. And especially if someone's new, like if yes. it's their first year and they have a, a, a poor experience where what they ordered was not what they received. It's like, okay, now it's like, okay, if this is how Carnival is, I don't want to do it again. You know, they may have that bad taste and um, it it, it kind of, it will just kind of give Carnival a bad name as a whole, as opposed to that specific situation or that specific section where there was a bad experience, you know? So I would definitely suggest that bands kind of introduce that. I think they might, because there has been a lot of talk about this topic since Miami. Okay. Um, so I think going forward, they might introduce like that option of like, oh, designed by this person, produced by this person, or designed and produced by this person, just so people are aware and a bit more comfortable with who they decide to sign up with. Okay. That's good. I'm glad action is being taken already, you know, because we have to prepare for Trinidad's carnival in exactly. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely putting that in our prayers. Um, so you gave really good advice on that um, perspective. What's some advice that you would give masqueraders to prepare for per- the parade? What are some tips and tricks that they can do earlier, um, whether it's to save money, whether it's to learn more about the designer or the production team, um, whether it's to, you know, plan or book the trip. What What are your thoughts? In that? Uh, I would say definitely there's a lot. I feel like now the list I'm going to start naming. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely know who you're going to register with, like the band, not just like the section leader or the section, the band. Like if it's a band that has great experiences, you know, the, the experience themselves, like in the carnival industry, how many years, um, and then like planning your trip. Usually, like if you know the date for the carnival, most people will book their flight and then costume kind of comes next because registration okay. for most bands are quite early, like before parties are released, before um, most people book their accommodations, they register for a costume because they you know they kind of have that production period um so definitely budget for the costume and flight and then kind of accommodation transportation um parties and same with the car- the costume experience you kind of do research with like which parties are for you like if you want like the paint parties if you want like an all-inclusive parties if you want like there's cooler parties where you kind of bring your own cooler and drinks and obviously the prices vary throughout. So, I mean, all inclusive would be the most, the more expensive ones as food and drinks are included. And then you have the drinks inclusive where it's just drinks that are included. So you kind of have to weigh out your options. A lot of people I know actually do spreadsheets with like 
the party <laughs> list and kind of cross oh, wow. like, which ones are all inclusive, which ones are on this day. And, you know, cause they have like the whole spreadsheet. Wow. But, very organized. Yes. And I feel like if like, once you get accustomed to a specific carnival, then you just kind of just go with the flow and you're like, okay, I already been to this event. I liked it. I'll go back. You don't really need to do the spreadsheet, but I feel like suggest, I would suggest it for an, a person going to a specific carnival for the first time. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm trying to see what else in terms of budgeting. There was something that you touched on and I said I was going to, I made a mental note, but now I forgot. But if I remember, I'll chime in. Let me try to see if I could jog your memory. This is a really good one. And maybe you have tips and tricks for people. Um, what are some, what are your thoughts or advice on avoiding costumes selling out? I think that's a big thing. I think a lot of people want to play masks. They want to be involved. Um, you know, they prepare for the actual um, costume. You know, they save and all of that good stuff. But then when they get ready to buy the costume, the costume is sold out already. Ooh. Uh, well, that has happened to me years ago. <laughs> I feel like that has happened to a lot of people. Um, it. I would suggest... Uh, depending on the band, kind of just like if you know what band you want to play with, just note down their band launch date, when registration starts, like an important dates will be announced by the band and just make a mental note or, you know, a physical note of when these, like when registration starts, when re the band launch starts. So, you know, okay, registration is this day. I can register to make sure I secure my spot. And then but there, you you have people who would kind of wait for all the bands to launch and start registration so they kind of pick from any band and that's where you can run into that issue of your first choice being sold out because mm, you're, okay. you're waiting for other options to, to launch and be posted and you're the one that you're your first design your first option has already went on sale right so absolutely point, it's a bunch of it could be a bunch of other people's first option and they're going for it because they're just like, I, I know I want this. I'm going to register for this. So I would suggest um, just maybe picking your top three options in the band and then also your top okay. three bands if you can't decide on a specific band and then okay. do it that way. Yeah. Because okay. there are definitely situations where first options, like your first choice will be sold out. And they're going to be disappointed. Happened to myself. Happened to friends of oh, mine. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I've been there before as well. Um, so future masqueraders, listen up. You know, Joseph definitely um, dropped some gems on tips and tricks to prepare you for your next parade. And we'll take our break there. Welcome back to the Young Black Travelers podcast. Um, we are actually closing out this very exciting and informational conversation with Joseph. Um, we've learned great things about carnival, carnival costume design, what it takes to be a designer, um, what it takes 
to be passionate in the work that you do um, and what it takes to actually love what you do. So, um, Joseph, I'm pretty sure you are inspiring a lot of the listeners. Um, I mean, you definitely inspired me. Um, you sound so happy when you talk about what you do. And I just think that is amazing. Um, I think everybody should track on the journey of loving to do what they do every day. Um, so shout out to you for, it seems like you are living out your dream. Um, and I hope the best, you know, I hope that you continue to pursue, um, everything that you want to get out of this space. And I definitely can see your name in lights and I can't wait until you actually design my costume. Um, I want it like custom made, you know, <laughs> custom you. made I, from you so I shout outs you. to you yes I got you. thank you so much i hope You're i very welcome. someone um especially like young designers who may be hesitant or just trying to get into the industry um go for it um definitely reach out to a band or you're like anyone local who you know is in the carnival industry who may kind of give you guidance or advice because um, I feel like it may be an, an intimidating industry to get into as a young designer. Um, so definitely reach out to someone. You could definitely reach out to me. I wish I had more people to reach out to when I was younger and wanted to kind of run ideas and kind of get into it. Okay. So, yeah, don't be afraid to take the leap and trust your gut. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. Um, so this is a time where we shout out our IG supporters, our Instagram supporters, our YBT supporters. We want to give a shout out to IG at RoroCare0. Um, that is R O R O Care C A R E 0. Z E E R O. He is a recent YBT supporter based in Toronto, um, your hometown, Joseph. Um, he is in accounting and it seems like he lives the carnival life from his handle, you know, on the road, on different roads. So maybe he'll run into you one day, Joseph. Um, so go. <laughs> you, know, you guys may be on a road together. <laughs> I visited his Instagram just now and I was like, okay, uh -huh. I've been to a lot of carnivals I've been to and we live in the same city. I don't, I just, I just don't recall. Look at that. You know, crossing paths, but you know, right. most likely we right. have, but just don't know it. Absolutely. Look at that small world. I'm, I'm sure you guys will be in the same carnival sooner or later. Um, so go ahead guys and support um, our recent YBT follower at RoroCare0. Um, just a couple of more questions for you, Joseph, to pick your brain. Um, I'm very much interested in hearing what you have to say for this one. If you can design for any carnival in the world, so think about the entire world and think about all of the carnivals, <laughs> which carnival would you design for and what would you design? I would definitely say Trinidad. So I okay. got you on your, your next Trinidad Carnival costume. Okay. Definitely Trinidad that I that is on number one on my list to design for, and then Rio um, right after it. But Trinidad for sure is what I wanted to design for. Uh, I'm not sure what I would design. Usually you kind of follow the band's theme. Okay. Because they have like a big theme and you kind of like pick something related to that theme to design. Um, but I know what I do, what, what, what I would design would have to be like 
top notch because you know Trinidad Carnival doesn't play. Yes. So Absolutely. I need to bring my A plus game. The best of the best pops out. Exactly. Absolutely. Another question I have for you, and um, this is one that's dire in my heart because I love soca music. So I actually want to know what is your favorite soca song to pump down the road to in your costume Ooh. or in a costume that you designed? Um, that is a really good question. I know. That's why I was in my heart. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of a song because initially I'm drawing recent soca, but I feel like there is definitely throwback soca songs that I would prefer. Um, but I would just say, currently, it would have to be like one of Lyrical's newest songs. Um, that can't over. Maybe okay. Because it's, it's new, it's in my brain. But there's definitely older songs that I'm like, I would. That would be my number one, year after year after year after year. Right, to, right. I, I need more time to think about that one. That's a I really know, good it's question. A, it's a tough question, <laughs> but I just I thought I I just wanted to ask and um and see what you say. But I do like your option. Your answer was amazing. That's a good one. And last but not least, Joseph, I wish we could talk all night. Um, I'm just learning so much about, you know, costume design and your passion for it. Um, but my last question to you is where to next? What is your next destination? Um, it's going to be, no, this will be a non-carnival um, trip. Okay. Um, it's, I have three options. So maybe if you guys actually can suggest somewhere, it's, it'll be for my birthday. I'm thinking Aruba. Okay. Uh, Mexico or St. Martin in January. Ooh. So those January. are my top three. I have till Friday to um, make my final decision. Apparently, my friend had given me a deadline, so Friday's my day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are my top three. So it's going to be one of those places. Okay. And where in Mexico? Most likely Tulum. Ooh, Tulum. I don't know. I love that face. That face is so great. But I haven't been to Aruba and I haven't been to St. Martin. So I I just think you can't go wrong with either or. You cannot go wrong with either or. Yeah. It's so hard for me to decide between the I know. Just, you know, just just pick a, just close your eyes and just pick a place. Yeah. Um, on like a screen. On. Exactly. And then go from there. <laughs> That's all. Well, Joseph, I want to thank you so much for this conversation. Like I said, it's been such an inspiration to hear your passion for carnival costume design. Um, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. So I want to give you the opportunity now to share your handles um, and, and tell people where they can find you. Absolutely. And I want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. Thank you. Uh, so you could find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H-H, -H A-K-E-R-S. So Joseph Akers, Joseph with two H's. And then my design Instagram is Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H-H-G-L-E-A-N dot designs. So Joseph Glean dot designs. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joseph. Um, to you. the YBT community, um, go ahead and follow Joseph um, and support him. 
Thank you all Thank for you. listening. We appreciate it. Um, to our listeners, continue to support our podcast by becoming a monthly contributor to continue to hear all of our great travel stories. Um, and also, please remember to stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and check your mental health. Bye. Bye.